When someone hurts you, it never really goes away, does it? That's why forgiveness can be such a challenging thing. Because you can make the conscious decision to forgive somebody. Maybe a decision made out of obedience to the God who calls us to forgive others. But this conscious decision doesn't erase what happened. It doesn't automatically erase the memories. It doesn't automatically erase the pain. It doesn't automatically erase the hurt that you feel. That all these things can be buried for a time, but they can all come back at a moment's notice. And because all of these things never really go away, forgiveness, or maybe the better way to say it, continued forgiveness, sustained forgiveness, true forgiveness can be such a challenging thing. Because with all of the lingering emotions, memories, and pain, well, all these things can lead you to change your decision about forgiving someone. The account of Joseph is, in many ways, an account that's rooted in forgiveness. And what we have before us today from the account of Joseph is an account that, or a situation from Joseph's life that takes place at the very end of this account, where we see a scene of Joseph's brothers coming to him begging for forgiveness. But before we look at this situation, it's important for us to understand why Joseph's brothers were asking forgiveness for him or from him. The account of Joseph began with Joseph being the 11th brother out of 12. And and plainly put, Joseph's 10 older brothers hated him. And they hated him because Jacob, their father, showed in various ways that Joseph was his favorite son. This led Joseph's brothers to be filled with all kinds of jealousy and hate that was directed towards Joseph, which eventually spurred them on to sinful action. One day, Joseph was going out to meet his brothers out in the field, and when he was a distance away, his brothers plotted to kill him. When Joseph finally got to his brothers, they beat him up, threw him into a pit, and they were going to leave him there to die. The only thing that saved Joseph's life in this instant is when they saw a merchant who was passing by who was on his way to Egypt. So his brothers then decided to sell Joseph into slavery, both to keep their hands clean from their brother's life and to also make some money out of this situation. Joseph's brothers then took Joseph's robe, dipped it in some blood, brought it to Jacob, their father, and led their father to believe that Joseph had been killed by a wild animal, absolutely devastating Jacob, whose son Joseph was his favorite. This is what Joseph's brothers had done to him. And Joseph's pain, hurt, and devastation didn't end here. Joseph was then serving in a faraway land to his master when his master's wife started to harass him. And eventually, his master's wife charged him with wrongdoing, which led to Joseph spending years in prison for something that he was completely innocent of. You can imagine Joseph sitting in his prison cell, thinking back on the memories 
the emotions and all of the pain that was caused by the sins that his brothers had committed against him. Because if they never would have sold him into slavery in the first place, then he never would have been rotting away in a prison cell. But if you're familiar with the account of Joseph from this point on, well, then you know this to be true. The wrong and sinful things that human beings do never get in the way of God's gracious plans. Even though Joseph was at this low point in his life, God continued to be with Joseph and he raised him up. And here's how God did that. God gave Joseph the miraculous ability to be able to interpret dreams. An ability which came in rather handy when Pharaoh had a dream that nobody in his court could interpret. So Joseph was brought before him to do so. And Joseph interpreted this dream which had been given to Pharaoh from God himself, which predicted that there were going to be seven years of abundance followed by seven years of famine. This was vital information to the survival of both Egypt and all of the surrounding nations. And because this information was so vital, Joseph was freed from his prison cell and was even put in charge of all of Egypt's resources by Pharaoh so that Joseph could, could put a plan into place to ensure the survival of Egypt and all of the surrounding nations. And even though Joseph had hit rock bottom, when all was said and done, the only person more powerful than him in all of Egypt was Pharaoh himself. The wrong and sinful things that human beings do never get in the way of God's plans. But what does this have to do with Joseph and his brothers? Well, the famine eventually impacted Egypt and all of the surrounding nations. And Joseph's brothers found themselves in a situation where they were in desperate need of food. And so in order to go and get some food, they had to travel to Egypt to go and buy some. And who do you suppose they met when they did so? They met Joseph, their brother, the one that they had wronged greatly. The one who now had the power to do whatever he saw fit to do with these brothers who had sinned against him. So what do you suppose Joseph did to these brothers who had wronged him so greatly? Joseph gave these brothers who had wronged him so greatly forgiveness. He forgave his brothers all of the awful sins that they had committed against him. And more than that, Joseph even invited his family to come and live in Egypt on fertile land so they could survive throughout the rest of the famine. It was a happy ending to an account that could have ended in such a tragic way. But this is where our verses for today pick up. Joseph's brothers living in Egypt under the already stated and proclaimed forgiveness that Joseph had given to them. And that's when their father died. And then this is what happens next. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, it may be that Joseph will hate us and will pay us back for all of the evil that we did to him. So they sent the following message to Joseph. Before he died, your father commanded us, you are to tell Joseph 
Please forgive the offense of your brothers and their sin, because they did evil to you. Now please forgive the offense of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. And can you understand why Joseph wept in this situation? He had forgiven his brothers. But now they were sinning against him again by doubting the sincerity of his heart. It seems like the brothers failed to believe that Joseph was going to go his entire life without ever taking the opportunity to repay them for the awful sins that they had committed against him. And really, it was when they fully came to terms with the fact that their father died that the the guilt and shame of their sins resurfaced, leading them to believe that when Joseph said that he forgave them in the past, that he only said this out of care and concern for his father because there had already been so much family strife in their family. They didn't believe Joseph said that he forgave them out of love for his brothers. So now that our father is dead, the brothers were saying, What if now was the time when Joseph brings his vengeance, wrath, and anger against us? And can you imagine what this would have stirred up in Joseph? He had forgiven his brothers of the awful sins that they had committed against him. But his conscious decision to forgive them didn't erase the memories and the pain. The pit the slavery, the prison, all of these things were still so fresh. They had all still happened to him. None of these things were erased because of his conscious decision to forgive. And so even though he had forgiven them, continued forgiveness, sustained forgiveness, true forgiveness is such a challenging thing, especially when all of the memories, emotions, and pain would have come flooding back into Joseph's life. And what his brothers were now doing to him by doubting the sincerity of his heart could have easily led Joseph to change his mind about his decision to forgive his brothers. But true forgiveness never changes its mind. And that's why when Joseph's brothers came bowing before him and said, See, now we are your servants. Joseph responded to them saying, Do not be afraid. For am I in the place of God? You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring this to pass and to keep many people alive as it is this day. Now therefore do not be afraid. I will nourish you and your little ones. He comforted them and spoke to them in a kind way. No outburst of anger or hate No mention of repaying his brothers for the awful sins that they had committed against him. None of these things. Because true forgiveness never changes its mind. The most important question as we look at this account, especially as it pertains to us, what gave Joseph the ability to do this? Because true forgiveness is such a challenging thing especially when all the the memories, pain, and emotions come flooding back into one's heart. So what gave Joseph the ability to give true forgiveness to his brothers? Well, it's because Joseph realized that when it came to the relationships that he had in this life, 
His relationship with his brothers wasn't the only one that he had. Joseph realized that he also had a relationship with God. And Joseph was viewing the relationship that he had with his brothers through the lens of the relationship that he had with God. And because Joseph was doing this, he knew what his job was in this situation. His job wasn't to try and to look into his brothers' hearts to determine if they were actually sorry for the sins that they had committed against him. No, that was God's job. And as Joseph said, he isn't in the place of God. Joseph knew that his job was to forgive his brothers, and that's exactly what he did. And when his brothers sinned against him yet again, Joseph didn't change his mind. And because Joseph was viewing his relationship with his brothers through the lens of his relationship with God, Joseph also recognized that God was going to keep his promise to work through the wrong and sinful things that human beings do to work his good and gracious purposes. In this instance, God was going to work through, God had worked through the sinful actions of Joseph's brothers to save lives. In the immediate context, it was saving physical lives. With Egypt and the surrounding nations being well provided for since Joseph happened to end up in a position where he was able to make sure enough was stored up for all of the people. But as amazing as that was, the broader context is even more amazing. Because with Joseph being put in this position, making sure that he and his brothers would survive through this awful famine because he was in this position... The promise to send a Savior was preserved as well. Because Joseph's line was eventually going to be the Savior's family. So with Joseph and his brothers being preserved through this awful famine, so too was God's promise to send the Savior. The Savior who would come into this world. Who would come into this world to win forgiveness for the sins of the world. Sustain forgiveness Continual forgiveness, true forgiveness, forgiveness from God himself. Forgiveness for Joseph's brothers who had sinned against him so greatly. And forgiveness for Joseph too. Forgiveness for Joseph and all of the sins that he had committed in his life. Forgiveness that had restored his broken relationship with God. Forgiveness that wouldn't change his, its mind. And because Joseph was viewing his relationship with his brothers through the lens of his relationship with God, he granted true forgiveness to his brothers. Because Joseph didn't simply see forgiveness as something that he had to give to others, he also saw it as something that he had received from God. Now, Christians, if you view forgiveness simply as something that you have to give to other people, there are going to be days when you're just not able to give it. Because there are going to be days where the memories are too fresh. 
There are going to be days where the pain persists and there's going to be days where the emotions get stirred up once again. So if you view forgiveness only as something that you have to give to others, there are going to be days you're not able to give it because all of these things are going to lead you to want to change your mind about your decision to forgive. But this is why God calls us to do what Joseph did in the account before us this morning. He calls us to remember forgiveness isn't only something that we're called to give to others. It's something that God himself has given to us. And the forgiveness that God has won for us has been given to us through the work of his son dying on the cross so that he could win for us continual forgiveness, sustained forgiveness, true forgiveness that will never change its mind. And this truth is what leads us to view the relationships with other people through the lens of our relationship with God. That in view of the forgiveness that he has won for us, we can forgive others fully, freely, completely, and truly with a forgiveness that never changes its mind. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding Guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.